Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. The Pen and Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Welcome to the Pen and Mikey Show. Episode 104. Which is like two years. We've done like two years of these podcasts. In part sponsored by our good friends at My Grandma's Coffee Cake, who do extremely well this time of year. People like to send out these cakes to people. I got a friend in Florida, Billy. My old pal Billy from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He, he buys 20 of the My Grandma's Coffee Cakes at Christmas, at least, and sends them to all of his friends. And they all love him for that, uh, which is a, a terrific thing. We're joined by, of course, Bill Smith, who runs all the controls. And without thank you. him, thank you. Without him, this, this, this spaceship crashes. Ben Kitchen. Hello. Without him, we just keep going. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ben Kitchen's here. And Billy, the spaceman. Oh, yeah. Hi, space. Hola. How are you? Yeah, those coffee cakes come in big silver tins, and they look kind of like uh, skeet shooting. Yeah, yes, but aren't they unbelievably great? <laughs> they look like little flying saucers. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're really good. They are. It's a fine, fine product, and uh, I... I, I've eaten so many of them. I'm up to like 199 pounds now. 199 pounds of uh, cellulite. <laughs> Spaceman, how are you, man? I talk, I know you're down in this neighborhood over the weekend. Yeah, and I had to self-quarantine when I got home. And uh, everybody I met in uh, Florida, Mississippi, you know, all along uh Freaking Iowa, everything, they all came down with the COVID. So I'm uh, I'm typhoid Mary. I'm COVID Bill. But you don't have COVID. No, I don't have but it. But you're just it's, being I'm safe. I'm an O negative type person. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to get it. I think I'm one of those immune guys. But, you know, I could be a carrier, you know. I don't know about typhoid Mary. You know, that's, uh, they say she carried and she never got sick either. I don't. I don't I understand all of that stuff. I know there's antibodies, and I, I dated a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what the yeah, great thing though? I, the the really big big women uh, of of my lifetime, Bill, yeah. uh, have the, been the ones that were the most fond of me. Really, really big big women. You know, like giant yeah. giant. They, maybe because they're not threatened by me. You know, they're not threatened like, by me. Like, uh, what was it? Something Hal, the guy that, you know, his girlfriend was Shallow really heavy, but he thought she was really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of Shallow them was, Hal, that was it, yeah. One, one of these ladies, I met her at a college campus, and she was so gigantic, and she was really nice, really sweetheart, you know. Uh, I was going to go into her room and sleep there, and she said, did you bring condoms? <laughs> I said condoms. <laughs> I brought bookmarks. Oh. Oh. No, I made that up. Oh, no, that was terrible. I'm sorry. No. Uh, so, <laughs> you, you are going to be uh, in a couple of weeks. I think you're having a birthday. If it's not, is it 27th? Is it the 28th? 28th. El Dia yeah. de los Innocentes in Spanish. It's the Day of the Innocents. Yeah, you'll be tw- you'll be uh, 74 years old. Yeah, I will. I can't believe it. You know, I'm walking out in the woods, black powder hunting, you know, kick up three deer. They take off and I go, what woods am I in? Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) And I go, I better follow them. At least 
they know where they're going. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Diana, I'm going to go out and shop down that forest over there. You get all these. Hey, the, she goes, uh, guess what? Wrong forest. <laughs> well, the neighbors are going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. pissed. Yeah, yeah. They get bigger. As you get older, you know, you can't lift over the tree stumps and you get hung up and it's wet <laughs> snow. And, you know, that tree was four years ago when I went through that tree wasn't there. And the other one's now 10 feet tall. There's all the markings are gone and the wind blown down. We've had more storms and more. I got more blowdown in my forest than I've ever had before. It's uh, it's uh, going to be tough if it keeps getting wet and rainy and windy. You know, everything's going to be laying down in the woods. Now, you burn it all, though, don't you? On your wood stove and your fireplaces up there? Well, I burn the hardwood when I get it and stuff. But as you get older, it's, uh, you know, you. I used to I split it all by hand. But uh, the funny thing is you carry it. Wood warms you up three times. You cut it, you split it, you stack it, and then the fourth time you bring it into the house and burn it. So it's... Yeah. Uh, it keeps you. Uh, it keeps you young. It keeps you strong, and uh, eventually it'll kill you some way. Uh, you know, one of those snags. They call them widow makers. You know, you'll hear about me. They'll find me. Some tracker will find me in the woods, frozen <laughs> with a Hawkins rifle in my arms. But they'll say, like, but he's, uh, he's got wood, though. Yeah, it'll say. Yeah, yeah, it'll say. I hope a white man finds me, you know, and takes my hawk and rifle. That was Jeremiah Johnson. I, that was a tremendous movie. Will, Will Gear was in that movie. He'd say, he'd say, yes, yeah, he was he, the guy who got the bear. Can you skin Grizz? You, he goes, yeah, I can skin him as fast as you can get him. Yeah. Next it, thing you know, he's got the bear scent. He's got the grizz on his ass. He throws it into the log cabin. And runs and runs <laughs> through the front door. Yeah, runs through the front door. And then Robert Redford somehow lives through that one. And he says, what you eating, Pilgrim? He goes, rabbit. <laughs> They're eating rabbit. rabbit. Exactly. You know, that was a pretty good that movie. That was the end. That's when he saw him the second time. That was after, watch your top notch, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, amazing. That's a true story. That guy used to kill the Crow Indians and eat their livers. He did. With farmer beans? Yeah, it's a true story. And a nice Chianti? Yeah. <laughs> With a nice Chianti and some fava beans. And some fava <laughs> beans. Now, uh, Bill Lee, of course, yeah. is uh, not only a member of the Red Sox Hall of Fame, but he's a, he's a guy who beat the Yankees 12 times. I always like to lead with that. If I, if I were Bill Lee and I introduced myself to people, I'd say, yeah, I'm in the Red Sox Hall of Fame, and I beat the Yankees 12 times. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, and Bill is, uh, has, has been not only the subject of, but he's written uh, a bunch of books, and there's a new Bill Lee book. Uh, it's called uh, The Spaceman Chronicles, The Life of the yes, Earthly Name Bill. Russell, you know, it's based on Kurt Vonnegut's novel Cat's Cradle and Slaughterhouse-Five. Wow. Now, you've got yeah. some, some great quotes. You know how it starts? My baseball card. Ba- it starts out where my baseball card is found on a planet called Trafalmador, and they don't know what baseball is, but they have Wikipedia, <laughs> and they decide to go back and look it up, and they go, oh, my God, and they write a novel about it. That's a good way to roll. <laughs> uh, there are some good quotes on the Amazon uh, website regarding your book. And, uh, by the way, it's available in paperback now, it looks like, huh? And, can, oh, wait, hold on a second. Wow, it says, yeah, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, but if you really want a good time, call Debbie in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with no number. Here's one from Fergie Jenkins. Yeah. William Francis Lee is yeah. my brother from another mother, says Fergie Jenkins. And you and I, of course, had <laughs> we had dinner with Fergie, and all we did yeah. was laugh for two hours the whole time. Uh, here's one from Pudge oh, Fisk. God, yeah. Bill who? 
Pudge Fisk. (laughs) (laughs) He had a few concussions, you know. He's uh, like Billy Buckner, you know. He he had that lose dementia, and, of course, he had it when he was playing, too. (laughs) Yeah, Dan Shaughnessy says – I'm doing book reviews here now on on your book – uh, it says, Bill is an avid reader and thoughtful. And yes, he was full of shit a lot, but who cared? He was a great character and a great competitor, but also a complete ball player. You always prided yourself in being able to hit. You hated the DH because you could hit. Yep. It, it t- I did. I went 12 for 12 in the 65 and over just three weeks ago down in Florida. Is it fair, though? I popped up my first time. Three games, I went 12 for 12. I was so excited, I called my sons. The next game I went, the next two games I went 0 for 7. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, how, that's the law of averages. I had it out with a guy on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, they, they showed, for some reason, there's a, a, a website on Twitter that, that does a lot of old video clips, and they had the video clip of your brawl in 1976 at Yankee Stadium. And afterwards, yeah. um, I, I, I just added on my comment, I, I said, you know, Nettles is an asshole. So then I got a comment back from a guy saying, Bill Lee was a headhunter. He was he threw at Yankees all the time and hit him. I looked it up. You only hit twenty seven batters in your career. No, it's easy to get away from an eighty two mile an hour fastball. <laughs> <laughs> Even I could. <laughs> I'm a headhunter. Well, I may have been a headhunter, but I definitely didn't have him on my belt. I never hit a guy hard enough to give him a concussion. Yeah, right. I know. I didn't remember you being that. You know, you you threw a lot of soft stuff. You threw a lot of junk. You were tricky. You hit, you hit your spots, but you didn't throw at guys, especially. Yeah. Now here's what this Yankee no, guy I said: was Not a headhunter. I, if I if I got away, I had a hard. I couldn't hit a right hander. I couldn't get the ball in on him enough to knock him down. Yeah, that was my biggest problem. I should have knocked more right handers down. I knock left handers down all the time by accident. You know, and it, it did me well because every time I knocked them down, I threw them a slider away, and they, Sweet. you know, their their, uh, their their heart was in it, but their ass wasn't. Right, right, which is no way to hit a baseball. Now, just for comparison, this guy compared you to Pedro as far as being hit on. I looked it up. You had 27 hit batsmen in your life, and, mm-hmm. and you, Pedro hit 141 guys. <laughs> uh, how, wow. can that, how, can, how can you be compared to him, right? Well, uh I, I, anytime you get compared to Pedro, it's a good thing. I guess so, yeah. yeah. You're taller. Um, I, You're I, right. He, he hated Zimmer. He threw him to the ground, you know. <laughs> I got, you know, Zimmer and I had our out. There's about four chapters on Zimmer in there, and they're hilarious. In the new book. The new book. New this, book. Yeah, this, you'll love it. You'll, you will flat out love it. You know, Madden wrote Zimmer's books, his biographies. Uh, John Madden, not John Madden, the other Madden, the book writer. Anyway, he... He was sold a bill of goods by Zimmer because Zimmer lied to him all the time, and now these lies are in print, and, boy, they came back to haunt Zimmer in my book. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw a, a game when Don Zimmer was uh, – I think he was an inf- infielder. This is probably 65. He was an infielder for the Washington Senators, and he was on first base. And something happened. I didn't see what happened, but all of a sudden I see stretchers coming out, and they're carrying Zimmer off the field. He had, he had passed out between first and second base, and they carried him off the field. He was at the very, very uh, end of his career with the Senators. Yeah, I think, I think 65 was when it was. Um, so that's weird. But He had four holes in his head. He had three on his left side of his head, you know, where he stood in there, and he had another fourth hole put in the right side of his head. Why? You know why the, four, why the fourth hole was there? Why? To let the day to let the daylight out. 
<laughs> Drain it. Now, we've had a tough we, – we talked about how you're going to be 74, but you still pitch. You, you know, you're all over the place playing baseball. You're in unbelievably good shape. But a lot of stars uh, – uh, I'm talking Hall of Famers here – have passed away in 2020. Now, 2020 has been the worst year – I mean, I can remember. Obviously, most people do. But I'm going to run by these players by you and tell you give – give me a quick comment or two, if you would, on each of them, Okay. Whitey Ford. Yeah, yeah. I know. Whitey Ford, you know, he doctored the ball so much, him and Barra, that uh, the guy who wrote ball four, you Jim, know, Jim Bowden, Bowden, yeah. said that when when he threw that ball, that ball could sing Aida. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little guy. That's pretty good, huh? I wonder when he went 200 and... Yeah, he was, but he never pitched in Fenway Park. Casey Stingle pitched him in Fenway Park one time. He got lit up. He only pitched against the Red Sox in the big stadium. Yeah, and they and they were fly ball to he was center a fly field. Ball pitcher, yeah. yeah, yeah, fly to center. Yeah, you know, Fisk could not against Whitey Ford because Fisk, but anybody who was a right-handed power hitter on the Red Sox used to be all right-handed power hitters. They couldn't hit it out at anything past the foul lines. There, you know, terrible. Yeah. Uh, what about Bob? Yeah, it's, the game's changed. They're bigger, stronger, and they they hit the ball the other way a lot more than they used to. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm just tired of the either strikeout or home run mentality. But that's another story. Me another too. Day. I am very fed up with that too. God, it's just they're, they're sitting there waiting, and yeah. you know, uh, how about Bob Gibson? He passed. Unbelievable. Away. You know, Bobby was. Uh, I used to drink wine with him in Carlton, and. You know, he was the toughest SOB I knew. I knew when he was like 60, he got in a fight with a 24-year-old at a gas station, and he, he fought, followed the guy down the street to a 7-Eleven and beat the living snot out of him. And then the cops arrested the kid. Well, of course, he's, he's Bob Gibson. Why are you not going to arrest him in a situation like that? He, yeah, no. He, what was not your... in freaking Omaha. He's the god of Omaha. What was remarkable about him, not aside from 1968, that stands alone as one of these. You know, this is a guy. He ends up 22 and nine with a 1.12 ERA, but he was like two and three to start the year. He he didn't give up. I think he had five or six straight shutouts or something like that in that summer. What an unbelievable yes, competitor! He did, and all of them complete games. Yeah, complete game shutouts. Well, yeah, uh, and 28 complete games for the season out of uh, 34 starts. That's ridiculous. You know Bumgardner, they're they're pushing Bumgardner for the Hall of Fame. He doesn't have as many wins as me, and I completed more games in one year than he's completed in his whole career, and I did it three years in a row. Oh, yeah, you had a huge amount. Well, you know, this was a a source of pride for you guys. You, Tiant, all you guys. Sonny Siebert, guys who would stay yeah. in the game and, and you know, finish what well, you started. Look at it. He pitched in 528 games, Bob Gibson. Yeah. He completed 255 of them. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, that's wow. almost half of his games were complete games. That's amazing. That's uh, what about? Amazing. Yeah, uh, he was. He was. Yeah. We, we lost. Lou Brock. Uh, he died. Lou Brock, Joe Morgan, uh, Tom Seaver. These are all Hall of Famers, uh, and Al Kaline. And now you—you you knew Richie Allen. You thought you—I always heard you say Richie oh, Allen. You Richie thought he should be. Richie and I were best friends. Richie and I were best friends. He loved me. You know, I pitched to him one time when he was with the White Sox, and he cued a ball, a changeup, and it spun around at home plate, and the and it never went fair. And he called timeout, and he reached down and grabbed some shock right from the line, and yeah. then cued his bat and got back in the batter's box. <laughs> It's a cute tip. Hey, um, 
Uh, we sure. have a uh, we have a little test for. Is this a musical one? Is this a musical quiz? This one? Yeah. Yes. Is that what it is? This is a musical quiz. Yes, what, from from what year? Because Bill Lee, you know, he he he's probably most hip to the music of the '60s and '70s. I would think. This is um, from '70s. Night- yeah, yeah. I I know a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm not big at rock enough, but I know a little bit. <laughs> this is. Um, 1974. We have a, lot, a couple of musical features for you, Spaceman. One of them is this quiz. And then the other one is we have put together uh, Joe and Jerry's collection of Red Sox uh, Christmas hits. And you're, they, they mention you in it. So stick around for all of that. You ready? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the songs from, uh, and of course, you claim to know every single song. Yes. Oh, I do. Every single one. I do. So you made a request. Would I please? Well, you're good. You're the ma- most amazing. You've got. You're a savant with music. Yeah, it's sad. I, can't, I wish I knew where my car was parked. Would I record just the intro? Idiot, you're an idiot, savant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is like a DJ thing. The intros to the song. That's right. Do I have to talk them up? This would be the top ten songs of 1974. The out of the top oh, one. I would get everyone. Okay. I would ready? get everyone. And Bill. Wow. Jump in, Bill. If you notice, if you know what these are, ready? All right. What song is this? We've only just begun by the Carpenters. Wrong. Yes, it is. Wrong. It didn't? Oh, hold on. Right off the bat. Hold on. Wrong. Oh, this is Barbara Streisand, the way we were. There you go. Oh, well, it I, is. It's, it's, by the way. The way we were, Barbara Streisand. It, it sounds like the Carpenters. It sounds just like the Carpenter. You know, the Carpenters, you know, the sad part about the Carpenters was she died from dis, from uh, anorexia. Anorexia, yeah, that's right. And Mama, if Mama Cass had given her that sandwich, they'd both be alive. That's exactly right. It wasn't a joke. That was God just a fact. Damn, that's a, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Truism. Sorry. Jack Sprat could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. But twixt them both, they licked the platter clean. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Mother goosed us. All right, now, give All me right. the second one. So that was the top song from 1974. Oh, I put, you didn't Ew. give me enough chance to let it develop. All right. I knew it, though, didn't I? Once you it knew developed? It, you knew it. The number two song okay. from 1974. Okay. Oh, that's... Uh, Terry Jack, Season in the Sun. That is correct. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. Wow, that's good, Mikey. All right, ready, go. Number three song. It's my deep. Oh, Barry White, Love Unlimited Orchestra, and the name of the song. It's the Love Unlimited Orchestra. Correct. And it's uh, my wig is wet, my chiffon is wet. That's correct. My no, <laughs> my pants a, are soiled. It's called simply Love's Theme. That's yeah. number, oh my number, God. Number yeah. three song. From the Love's You're Unlimited, or Barry White was the conductor of that band. You know that Barry White, if you if you melted him, he would look like a giant <laughs> vat of gravy. <laughs> oh man! Hey, Bill, this next song. Watch, Mikey's gonna yeah. Mikey's gonna know this in point oh two seconds. All right, let's see. Oh, that's Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. That that's correct. I know that's Red, The Redbone, they were Native American rock and rollers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Redbone. Wow. Yeah. I had a case of Redbone. Never would have known that. I had a bad case of Redbone when I came back from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been in Fort Polk, Louisiana. Bravo 4-2. <laughs> all right, ready? Go. The number five song. I'm getting all of these. That's it's a dancing machine from the Jackson Five. That is correct. Very good. Five, yeah. 
All right. Okay, ready? Young Jackson 5. I hear his screechy little voice. It's before he put on his glove. That guy, he could sing though. Oh, that kid, this God, whole he life. Tried he, look, he tried to look like one of the Supremes his whole life. <laughs> That's exactly right. I just go up in my wishing tree. <laughs> the, the, the number six song. Yeah. Oh, the locomotion by uh, the Grand Funk. Locomotion, that little yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know who wrote that song? Locomotion, that's a great. Carol King wrote that song. Uh, That's correct. Guy from New Jersey. Little. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's that's who wrote that. Carol King. Did you know that? The number for little Eva, who was her. Oh, that's right. Carol King did. She broke away from her boyfriend and went solo. And and by the way, the 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 girl who sang the song, Little Eva, was the babysitter for Carol King. That's how they knew each other. Look at you go. See that? Okay, go ahead. I got wow. This is going to be unfucking believable when I get all these. The number seven song. Oh, that's do 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 MFSB by TSOP. TSOP, the sounds of Philadelphia. That is absolutely correct. Go ahead. See, I told you. All right. Number. Uh, wow. No. In 1970. Mikey, you had to go on Jeopardy. <laughs> hey, you know, like you went on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and kicked ass on that that NPR show, but they don't have a Jeopardy category, which that is was luck, bullshit yeah. that no one cares about. Yeah. Now, of all the songs from 1974. I was surrounded by the most beautiful ash trees I'd ever seen, Tanglewood. <laughs> the only good piece of ash is in in the Brunswick and <laughs> out that way in the eastern <laughs> western areas of Mass. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, one more. How many we got? Two more. Yeah. The number eight song. Eight. eight. Okay, number now, eight. Think Ready? of it. Of all the songs from 1974, this was in the top ten. I've got them all. Hello, everyone. This is your Action News reporter with all the news that is news across the nation on the scene at the supermarket. There seems to have been some disturbance here. The Streak by Ray Stevens. Correct. The Streak. Sounds like Ray Stevens. Do you remember when streaking was a fad? You'd take your clothes off and run through the grocery store with your noodle hanging out? (laughs) At Fenway Park, I know. Fenway Park, yeah. (laughs) Did did Morgana ever run on the field and try to kiss you, Bill? No, no, thank God she didn't. She did, uh, she, you know, she, she got off. The judge, she said, why did you run towards showbread? I said, I didn't. He says, gravity, my tits were just being pulled that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's song number nine. Yep. It's live. Oh, that's Elton John's um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Wrong. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, Benny oh, and the Jets. Benny and the yeah, Jets. Yeah, but it's from his album, Goodbye. Benny and the Jets. That's right. That's yeah. Benny and the Jets. Yeah, That's the, right. The album I saw was... him live in, in Fimway. I know, in, uh, in Boston. I saw him at the Garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 73, I think. Yeah. He Man, back then, he was red hot. He he could have gotten any girl. Be, he be, was. Be, he be... did Funeral for a Friend and Love Lies Bleeding. He came up. Yeah. His grand piano came up out of out of dry ice fumes. It was unbelievable. All those girls yeah. throwing themselves at his feet, and he he and he, he just suddenly he said, "Yeah, I don't know if I like this." <laughs> no, I know he didn't. Yeah, he's, yeah it was with Toppin, Bernie Toppin, and yes. him were That's items. Right. All right, here's our final song in the quiz of the. By the way, do I have all nine? You do. Yes. Yep. You do. You do. Sounds like I heard it through the grapevine. Wrong. But it's not. But hold on. I, I didn't say that it was. All I said was, I'm, I'm stalling. You notice? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Mac Jones. I mean, uh, it's uh, Mac Davis. She's a hell of a woman is the name of that song. Oh. 
That's ah, very good. Very good. Didn't that sound like Marvin Gaye or something there for a minute? Yeah, I didn't know what was going oh, on. Oh, Mikey, you're amazing. Oh, oh damn. All right. Here's and a bonus. And they said marijuana would, would fucking rot your brain. I'm telling you. it's you. Most people only use 12% of your brain. You're li- using at least 14. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. talking to the spaceman live from Vermont in Craftsbury, which is his headquarters. I have a bonus. What's that? Yeah. What song is this from? What's it's Paul Beatles. McCartney. It's it's Paul McCartney and Wings. It, it band, not Band on the oh, Run. Yeah, it's band it on, the band run. on the Run. Band on the Run. Band on the Run. You know, you know what's weird about that album is you know who's on the cover of that album? Linda and Paul McCartney and Denny Lane, who were in the in the band Wings, yeah. and a bunch of guys being spotlighted. They're running away. They're they're. Uh, they're the band on the run, and oh, James Coburn yeah, is one of them. Up against the wall. What the hell is that all about? I think they were friends. He was in Lagos, Nigeria. That's where they recorded that. Oh my God! I said, "What is Paul McCartney album with James Coburn on the cover?" That's, hey, Mikey. Yes. In in 1974, there was a number 28 song. You claim to know all the tunes. Yeah, from top 50. The number 28 song. What is this song? No, wrong. This one. That would be wild. Thing. Yeah, pay no attention yeah. to that. Uh, I'm sorry. This song. Yeah. Oh, I do know this. What is it? Carol King? That's Paul Anka. <laughs> yeah. He's having my baby. Oh my I don't know how we did that, but. Um, now, Bill, musically speaking. Turn that fucking song off. Yeah, get that That's song off. Come on now. It's terrible. Jesus, what a, what a wonderful way of saying how you feel about me. Uh. Like Mick Jagger said, he's 73. He had a 29-year-old girlfriend. They had a baby. The kid's four. It's like his great-granddaughter, Bill, is old. <laughs> the same age as his... I, I don't know. I don't know how he does it, Mick Jagger. But he does. <laughs> Somehow gets it done. Well, All right. good guys. I got a fire. I got to put out in the uh, fireplace. Right, I got to go to bed. Okay. Uh, one but, more thing. Uh, thanks for having me. One more thing. We got this song. You just got to listen to this song because it has your song in it. If that's okay, Bill. And this is. Oh a, really? Yeah. We'll just. Yeah, yeah. We'll finish. Listen. We'll finish the show with this musical uh, thing from Joe and Jerry featuring Billy. Troop, we have the greatest collection of Red Sox Christmas hits ever recorded. Who can forget, Joe, the greatest gift of all? The Game 6 Red Stocking Game from Kurt Schilling. Oh, bloody sock, you helped me beat the Yankees. And a little Spanglish Feliz Navidad action from the great number 23, El Teante. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle Bell Swing and Jingle Bell's Ring. And how about a little holiday warmth from the usually distant Carly Yastrzemski? Uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Uh, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Or was he nipping at your nuts? And this great ditty from spaceman Bill Lee from his farm up in Vermont. I'll be stoned. For Christmas. (laughs) Alex Cora contributes with his drumming skills. How can you beat it, Joe? Steal all the signs you can. Then beat your garbage cans. And Grady Little with this 2003 classic. Oh, holy shit. I should have pulled out Pedro. 
he lost his fastball and he, well, he ruined my career. God damn it. And no Red Sox Christmas album would be complete without a tribute to the great number nine. Away in a chamber, it's Ted Williams' head. He's been <laughs> cryogenic for years since he's dead. And the incomparable Manny Ramirez. I wish you a Manny Christmas. I wish you a Manny Christmas. I wish you a Manny Christmas. Now you buy my old grill. John Henry had a special wish list on the 12 days of Christmas. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me uh, much wider seats, 80 bucks to park, $7 dogs, sell the Boston Globe, and a, and a muzzle for Linda Pizzuti. Dave Dombrowski scored big with this smash hit. Still paying Pablo Sandoval, it's much to my dismay. He ate us out of house and home with what he ate each day. We even heard from the late owner of the Red Sox, Tom Yawkey, in this 1950s Christmas hit. I'm dreaming of a white ball club. <laughs> Just like the ones I used to own. <laughs> Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares yeah. away. Pumpsy green, pumpsy green, running down the lane. Oh, what fun it is to ride with pumpsy green today. Joyful hey. ring, all caroling, <laughs> one seems to hear words of good cheer filling the air. Oh, how they pound, raising the sound, o'er hill and dale, telling their tale. Gaily they ring while people sing, songs of good cheer, Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Pumpsy green, pumpsy green, <laughs> running down the lane. <laughs> oh, ding man. dong, Gary Bell, ding dong, Gary Bell, all swell and <laughs> Gary Bell, pumpsy green. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, we'll let you go. I know you got fires to build. And thanks again for coming on the show. And good luck with the book. The book is called uh, uh, Spaceman Chronicles, right? Yeah, Spaceman Chronicles, The Life and Time of the Earthling, Bill Lee. You demand. And happy birthday in advance, my friend. All right, Bye -bye. Spaceman, see you later. That's all for this week. <laughs> uh, the end.